The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Playing daily fantasy basketball this year? Consider Daily Roto your go-to resource. Whether you play on DraftKings or FanDuel, Daily Roto's customizable projections, podcasts, strategy guides, and lineup optimizer will help you compete with the pros in a fraction of the time. With a team featuring millionaire maker winners and live final champions, there's no better place to get your NBA DFS content. Better yet, you can save 10% using the promo code FNTSY. So go to dailyroto.com premium and learn more about our awesome product. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You are now tuned in to the Roto Experts. This is the Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and we are the Roto Experts! Alongside the fantasy executive, Corey Parson, and Wall Street, Matt Modica, I am Greg Sussman. Jake Seeley, you're the all-in kid. What's going on, man? What's up, Greg? How are you, buddy? All right. All right. Glad to uh, short, uh, short our words today. What? <laughs> Fantastic. Corey Parson, how are you, sir? I'm doing good. I feel good about it. Lunchtime right now. Lunchtime in Manhattan. Lunchtime here in Rockin' Raleigh's. So I'm feeling pretty good. Greg, how long have you and Judy been together? Five years in May. That's a long time, Greg. Yeah. You remember your, who was your girlfriend before Judy? Uh, do I give her name? But I remember her. The girl I was girlfriend, girlfriend, or not girlfriend? Uh, Sussman swinging days. Yeah, I'm about to say this is, this, is a, this is a different Sussman that I that I've been talking about right here. <laughs> Greg, give me your last. Girl. He was cooking more name. than risotto yeah, back in those days. <laughs> it's practicing a lot. <laughs> okay. So who was the girl before Judy? Yeah, Lacey. Lacey was her name. Yeah. Nice girl too. Yeah, sure. Cool. She's fine. You don't keep in touch with her no more. No, no, that'd be that'd be a bad idea. No, I, um, that's never a good idea. No, mm-mm. she 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 doesn't want to keep in touch with me. Oh, <laughs> sound like me? Yeah, did. It was, they told you the story is very you. All right, was, shout out to Mrs. Sussman. It was very, it was very you. But was now it, we are satisfied. Everything. Yeah, right? of course, everything's great. Everything is good. Yeah. right there. That's nice, though. You know what I'm saying? I'm glad you and Judy been together five years now. Yeah, and five years in May. We're still we're still in the force. Y'all going to Europe for your five year anniversary? We're not. Okay. No. Um, what's going on, Matt? Oh, it is a glorious day in the island of Manhattan. It's beautiful outside. No, it's glorious. It's beautiful outside. <laughs> it is. I was, just outside, I was just outside myself. I was grabbing myself lunch to eat after the show, because uh, I eat after. Well, don't you have best friends for I life? do. So I wait. Corey, despite having no show after this. I'll clean up after myself. I guess we'll take that as a positive. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good that was a good line, Greg. Thank you. We need another chair. I'm calling them all in here today. Why? Because she's working. I'm just going to. 
How many people we got viewing us? Uh, you know what? It's a, it's a live podcast that people are trying to listen to, download every day on iTunes. Oh, okay. Well, I, got, I'm, I'm, I was chatting with her sister in the elevator just before. Oh, nice. I said, oh, you're off now. You enjoy this glorious day. Uh-huh. She said, unfortunately, she cannot. She's got to study for yes, medical No, they, they take their studies very seriously. So, you know what I'm saying? I'm glad to see that they... And they um taking that stuff seriously. Cause everybody else be out partying. Somebody take something seriously. Everybody, <laughs> everybody else be out partying, hanging and chilling, and they and they they bought their books. You know what I'm saying? So that's what stuff I like to see. That. And thing. I want to ask them about the Winter Olympics. I want to ask. I want to talk to Marwa about the Winter Olympics. No, it sounds like FSTOT tomorrow. <laughs> I think you just filled your show. By the way, what's the weather in Virginia Beach, Jake? Oh, that's a good question. These people over here looking at me. High seventies. Kind of annoying. Why is that annoying? Because it's going to be cold tomorrow. it's February. Oh, who cares? You know, I'll Talk to me in day. the middle of March. Uh, I like wearing my winter clothes. I haven't been able to wear them that long. Ugh, I hate winter clothes. I'd much rather just wear shorts and a t-shirt every day. Ideally. Wow. Do you ever wear a guinea tea? I do not ever wear a guinea tea. I do not own a guinea tea. I do not own a white feeder. <laughs> you want to see me wear see, I would not use that word anymore. But you know. That's what it's called, is it not? That's what I think you can still refer to a tank, a tank top as a, as a, as a, as a, as a wife. Well, it's beater. not a tank top, though. It's, yeah. not, it's a tight. It's a oh, shirt. Yeah. A shirt. A shirt? No, it's an A. Like, instead of a T, it's an A shirt. I've never heard of that. I, I'm assuming he's yeah. assuming the word. No. That's not. That's what it's called. Go search online. Search a shirt, and you'll pull up everything that's what that shape but if is. I just Google, if I shirt. just Google a shirt, wouldn't a dash shirt. Oh, and they really did come up. <laughs> Thank you. You're very welcome, Jake. I, you, you've really taught me. So an A shirt is like a guinea tea, is what you're saying? Yes. Huh. I never knew that. Did you know that, Corey? Now, this is my first time hearing that. I just call it like a wife beater. Beater, like, wife beater, guinea tea, Diego tea. Yeah, something like that. You know what I mean? Those I'm are never, the synonyms. I'm never... Um, when, I'm, you, when you shop classy. Hey, you're, you're, you're literally... They're working. I tried to get oh, working, smirking. <laughs> Everybody will come they in have cameras in here pretty soon. Yeah, I know, right? They were like, you know, you can't go in there. Trying to slow me down, Craig. Do you well, know that's that gonna happen got, anyway? <laughs> hey, you baby, let me tell you something, Jake. I got I'm all right when I get my mind uh, situated. Greg, let me ask you something. Did you know that we stink in the Winter Olympics? We only got nine medals. They were terrible. We be I've, been, I've been Matt and I and Jake. And we all have been watching. We don't win very much. Oh, uh, at least we have those two Russian girls to compete against each other. Well, that's good. You know, we get the Corey. I thought we were supposed to be winning again. I thought we were supposed to be winning again, also. But um, we haven't got to that part yet. I don't know. At least, at least Olympic wise, I haven't seen it. Has 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 the forty fifth president Donald Trump has yes. he had has he presided over a summer Olympics yet? No, no, he has not. That'll be in two years from now. In two years from now, mm-hmm. twenty twenty. 2020, he'll preside over a summer. Where's that summer Olympics going to be at? Uh, you know what? Why don't they have the Olympics in America no more? It will be. 2020. 20, 20, it's somewhere where they recently had it. 2028 is what? Chicago? LA. LA. All right, back to LA. All right, cool. I'm down with that. Yeah, 2020 is in Tokyo. 2020 is uh, Tokyo. 2024 is Paris. 2028 is LA. Oh, Paris. That'd be nice. Mm hmm. For the Olympians. Maybe you'll go. 2024? That's now six years away? I mean, I'm not planning on making a trip to Paris. I might go to Paris this year. Really? With who? Honda, let's not get into all no, this. I'd like to, please. I, somebody was talking to me about going to Paris in the back half of the summer. Really? Yeah. You should book it now and get a cheaper price. I would love to see the fantasies. Same. In one of those, uh, what's the word? 
Berets? Beret. Yeah. That'd be great. That'd be cool. I mean, I'm down to go to Paris. I'm not, I'm not going to go every month like you, Greg. Yeah, I've, been, <laughs> I've, been to Par- I've been to Paris one time in my life. Oh, okay. My bad. One time in my life I've been to Paris. You've been to Europe a lot, though. Not that much. Like, more. Like you guys say I've been there a lot. I've only been there a couple of times in my life. You spent three weeks in Spain. I I'm never going to forget that. I I've been to Europe twice my whole life. I did not spend three weeks in Spain. You were in Spain for three weeks, Greg. I was in Spain for a week. The, when you back in the back in the yeah. the old days, you yeah. went to you went to Spain for one three week. weeks. One week. You sure? Yes. Right. <laughs> I'm one hundred percent positive. Three weeks. Are you crazy? That'd be a lot of fun if you went out there for three weeks. You I don't know what I would do. You might as well stay at that point. I agree with you. Jake, you, you have Spanish suspects running around. You, Jake, you ever been to Europe? Nope. Never been to another country except for Canada. Canada's cool. Toronto. Did you have any interest in going out of the country, Jake? Nope. Was up in Toronto for work. No, I understand that. Do you don't have any country like any interest in visiting other countries? Oh, interest? Yeah, maybe like a tropical location, but sure. I mean, not by myself. I mean, there's nothing really to go for right now. Oh, I understand. I'm sorry. No, that wasn't supposed to be like that. It's just like I'm not going to go just cruising around the country by myself. And I'll no, of course. I don't have the money for it, so hopefully I find somebody who does. Oh, I like it. I like where your head's at. Give him a woman with money. At least, isn't that what you want, too? <laughs> that doesn't make me no difference. Oh, or just want somebody with a... Oh! All right. That's too much. We're going. That's too much information. Right. Um. All right. Cool. Cool. Um. Do you want to talk about some baseball? Not really. (laughs) (laughs) That was coming. (laughs) Not really. Let's see if we can. When will the avocados be arriving? What's trying to get you ready for this? This this Roto Camp is going to end. No, this is true. You're, you're, yeah. you're right. So I'm trying to. I'm trying I'm to. Drafting, though. I'm drafting. I'm, no, so I'm, try, I'm trying to help, stuff. and I feel like when you, when you don't want to talk about it, it makes your makes your training last. I don't longer. think the people that's listening want, want to talk I about. I very it. much disagree. Really, you think <laughs> so? Actually, if you watch the chat during the last hour, they did. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, y'all. My bad. So, with that being said, now that I have everybody's focus here, I wanted to talk about something that could help you, Corey. Because something you mentioned earlier today or yesterday, I'm sorry, came to my mind. When I was trying to figure out what to talk about on the Roto Experts. And that was this. You said you were taking, we talked about J.D. Martinez yesterday, right? Yeah. And you were saying how you take J.D. Martinez over Cody Bellinger, over Aaron Judge, because you said you need to see him do it again. Yeah. Right? And that, what? I, I, I'm. You don't want to do this. No, no, it's not that. It's she walked by again. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm. I'm do you want to go out? You trade, trade seats with Matt. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> why, don't you, why don't you just go out and talk to her? Huh? Why don't you go out and talk to her? But she's working. That's what I tell, try, I'm trying to tell you. But I want her to come in the studio. When you come in the studio, you're in my domain. You feel what I'm saying? So you don't got no wins in here. Out there, you have a shot at getting the win because your boss going to be like, you know, be looking at me all funny. Run me like the police. <laughs> you're like, get over around here. Oh, man. So, Cody, Cody Bellinger, right? Aaron Judge, J.D. Martinez. See, my thing is, I, like, I don't like to draft players coming off their first season of success because nine times out of ten their value is overinflated they go too high and they don't bring back the proper return look at Jonathan VR last year you feel what I'm saying now would you be back in on Jonathan VR as a 12th round yes as a 12th round that you go back in on him you buy last year's trash you feel what I'm saying sure you take that dip as the dude that was going on a turn last year now you get him 11 round later this year see that's how I like to do it when I'm in a draft, you feel what I'm saying? Sure. So that's why I'm not doing the Bellinger thing because or the Aaron Judge because it's too much of a jump way up to the top of the draft board. So I'm like, let's fall back. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
That's advice from a, an award-winning fantasy analyst. But let's listen. Cody Bellinger, Aaron Judge burst onto the scene last year, Matt, and had monster years. I mean, there's nobody bigger Bellinger fan than you. Aaron Judge, of course, took New York by a storm and was uh, the AL Rookie of the Year, finished second in the MVP voting. Amazing. And yet both these guys, you have Aaron Judge in the middle of the second round, Cody Bellinger slipping to the beginning of the third in some drafts. Do people just not believe they're going to do it again? Are you just predicting a sophomore slump here? I don't know if they're predicting a sophomore slump, but it's it's just hard to repeat those. You know, it's that sophomore season where it's all going to come down to are the adjustments going to be made? That's what it's going to be like for these two hitters. I think uh, Cody Bellinger's ceiling is immense. Does it all come to fruition in 2018? I'm not ready to say that. But if I'm picking later in the second round, I have no problem taking uh, taking Cody Bellinger, and even for that extent, uh, Aaron Judge. Right now, they're more like around top twenty pick. Judge is inside; he has been inside the top twenty, yep, and maybe just outside. Bellinger somewhere in, in that middle. There's just been other guys I like more. I would like to get the say if I can get a 300 hitter or a circuit 300 hitter with 30 plus home run ability. I'll take those guys over both of the uh, sophomores. The one thing I, I like more about Bellinger, too, is the fact that he should steal like a dozen bases or so. Okay, Jake, what are your feelings on Aaron Judge and Cody Bellinger in year two? Sophomore slump, sophomore breakout? Yeah, I think they'll both be fine. I think we already saw the adjustment for Judge, and I think that he's, he's obviously not as great as he was in the first half and never will be. He's a little bit better than what we saw in the second half. I think Bellinger and Judge are actually very similar in what you're going to expect, the fact that like a 260 average, swing a lot. That's what happens when you have the power because you have that elongated swing. You're going to swing and miss more because you have that opportunity in the strike zone. That's just what happens when you have that kind of power and that kind of swing. So I think if you look at them, I think you're looking at very similar numbers. But the fact is I get the slight power edge to Judge, not just because he also has it, but also helps where he plays. And the fact is you look at the two, probably about – close to 40 home runs for Bellinger. I'd say over 40 home runs for Judge, and then you get the increase of runs in RBI that come with both of those around the same average. I have Judge for what we're talking about here. I have him, where is he, number 11 for hitters and Bellinger at number 15. Yeah, it's interesting. You have Bellinger at 15. You have Aaron Judge, as you mentioned, at number 11. But I wanted to continue to just talk about other sophomores here, Corey, um, including a guy that, you know, people, if they were to stop watching baseball July 31st, which we're going to talk about on the Rotowax on the FST tomorrow, is Reese Hoskins, right? Reese Hoskins, another sophomore this year that's going really high. For, for Jake, in his overall rankings, he ranks hitter number 27. Uh, Reese Hoskins, is he somebody you can get in on? Uh, he played for the Phils, right? Yes. Reese Hoskins. The Fighting Phils. Fighting Phils. Shout out to the Phillies. What's his ADP right now? His ADP currently, if you look at um, the NFBC, Reese Hoskins is going pick 47, right at the beginning of the fourth round. See, I don't mind him at that spot right there, especially, you know, as a first baseman, right? He is a first baseman and has some outfield eligibility as well. Came up last year, you know what I'm saying, and 200 and... And 170 at-bats, hit 18 home runs, 259 was the batting average. Seems like he's going to get, I don't know, where he's at right now, I'm willing to buy it. I want that K rate to come down under 20 this year, under 20% this year. So be interesting to see what he looks like in spring trainings. I'm more than likely, though, going to go for a more proven commodity at first base. All right, so is Reese Hoskins, Jake, another one of these guys, like Aaron Judge, like Cody Bellinger, who had monster rookie performances that, you believe there should be some hesitation on a sophomore year? 
No, you just have to understand what Reese Hoskins is. Too many people are going to look at August and overrate and overproject them, and especially when you talk about the home runs for the two months, they're going to multiply the home runs for the two months by three, and that's just not the right thing to do. Reese Hoskins is very similar to Bellinger and Judge with actually a little bit more strikeout potential, a little bit more of a lower batting average, probably like 250 range. So if you're looking at the fact, you just have to understand what Reese is. He has 40-plus home run ability. But he's also not hitting as quite a good a lineup. The ballpark helps, but he's also got a lot of swing and miss ability. So 250 with a little bit lower in the runs and RBI, but he's a, he's a valuable player. I think people are going to fall in one, two sides, and I think the happy medium is the, the answer. Is you don't have to hate him. You don't have to love him. Just understand what he is. Yeah, I'm kind of like what Jake said. I'm that happy medium. I, okay. I don't hate him. I don't love him. Yep. Uh, pretty much with how Jake described him. Here's my thing. You saw in August he was just he, – he took MLB on, on – on, he just took the league on on fire, or whatever, and just ran with it that whole month. I mean, he was hitting home runs like every day, and then you saw the correction in September. Uh, this is he's going to be at twenty five years old. Uh, he was a little old for all his levels. Kind of, like, I believe he's the same age as uh, Aaron Judge. The one thing I will say, what Cody Bellinger did at twenty one impresses me more than say Judge and Hoskins at say twenty five, twenty four, whatever the age may be. There's a lot to like with Hoskins. Sure. I just, the word we like to use here is I'm not just going to extrapolate everything, especially when I see in that second month we, we saw the correction. Now, maybe Absolutely. he makes the adjustments. Right. Uh, I don't think his price is outrageous. Uh, he would be somebody I'd consider. I'm not definitely taking him there. Okay, so but you, you say you consider. You've been drafting for four months. How many teams do you have Reese Hoskins on? Uh, I have him on zero. Exactly. Uh, that was kind of my point. Also, the, one of the reasons is because I've gone pretty much hitter-hitter in almost every draft except for one. And you got the pitcher in most So in that three-four range, I'm usually going pitcher or say in one of the ones I didn't go pitcher and I took like uh, Jose Abreu in the third sure. round. So I wasn't going to go back to Reese Hoskins there in the fourth and stuff. But, you know, say if I did start out with pitching – and I needed a bat in that fourth round. Mm-hmm. He'd be one of the players I would consider. All right, so Reese Hoskins, uh, a player that you would consider uh, in the right situation. Yeah, and look, I mean, one of the most successful fantasy players out there, the guy called the machine at Dave Potts seems to love him, so, you know. All right, so. let me continue on then, Jake, with some sophomores. And Aaron Judge, there's question marks where he's going. Same with Reese Hoskins. Same with Cody Bellinger. But one name people seem to agree on as a breakout star is Andrew Benintendi. He finished second in Rookie of the Year voting to Aaron Judge. Why are people so confident in on Benintendi but have question marks about the power hitters like Judge, Bellinger, and Hoskins? Because, because he's got... He's got less holes in his game. That's like the fact is of what he does, which isn't that great. I actually think he's overrated because I think his ceiling's around 2020, and that's what you're going to get, which is very nice, especially because it's hard to find the stolen bases these days. But the 15 to 20 home runs, everybody's doing that now. So I think Ben Intendi being the fact that he's like five tools, you know, people are going to get excited for that. And so again, he's certainly valuable. I mean, hell, I have him at 33 for hitters. But I think that's about his ceiling where he is, is kind of in that top 30, 35 range. But the problem is, what you're talking about, the difference between the two is because what he does is more consistent. What he does and brings to the table isn't that power where you have a lot of swing and miss. He makes better contact. He's more consistent batter. So if you look at all those attributes, it's less likely he's going to drop off and slump because of his skill set. Yeah, his plate discipline is, you know, two different worlds. Right. You look at that. I personally want uh, Christian Yellick ahead of him. 
because uh, you know is a proven hitter. I think Yelich's upside right now is a possible one day uh, batting title. Maybe he never reaches that, but I'm more confident that Yelich can hit 300 and put a, a 2020 season now that he's in Milwaukee. Corey, you were you were to comment there on Benintendi. Who? You were about to comment on Andrew Benintendi. Oh, I was going to talk about. Um, what was I going to say about Benintendi? You asked the question. <laughs> I did. About, <laughs> you, um, no, you asked the question. You was talking about Benintendi. It was something. I was a point I wanted to make about him. Oh, because he's not a power hitter, right? Mm-hmm. So you see what I'm saying? I got so you. power hitters tend to press too much, okay. and power something that's the, that you see more develop as a player matures. So that's why I would trust Benintendi a little bit more. I knew it was something smart. Would you rather have Andrew Benintendi or Christian Yelich? Obviously, Matt made his point clear. Who would you rather have? Benintendi. How come? Why are you grilling me? <laughs> why, why are you I'm here for the people. Me, right? I'm asking everybody. I don't think they want to know. They, they, want to, they, they, want, they don't, do they need to know all of that? Why? I, I think so. Should he, should I want Benintendi because he's going to have a better batting average. Jay, who would nope. you rather have? Christian Yelich or Andrew Benintendi? <laughs> uh, I'll have Yelich. Better runs. Uh, probably about the same amount of power, probably around the same amount of speed, but 10-point, 15-point boost in average. Now, um, all right, so you'd rather have Yelich or Benintendi. Is there anybody in between them? Because, like, I know, like, Lorenzo Cain came to my mind when he, cause next to Christian Yelich in Milwaukee. Would you rather have Lorenzo Cain, Jake, or Andrew, or Andrew Benintendi? Mm, I'm taking Benintendi. Okay. Cain misses too much time all uh, the time. Okay, so it's really the injury for you with Lorenzo Cain. Yeah, then they're, you're going to get similar, what do you total everything together, probably similar numbers, but that's if, if Kane ever makes it through 150 games. Sure. Yeah, that's the question. It's pretty much like a two-round difference you're looking yeah. Like in the most recent draft I'm doing, yep. this 15-teamer, uh, Ben Attendi went... Yeah, Kane at 50. Went 310, and uh, Kane went 5-4. So, I mean... And Jake's right. You got a guy who's turning 32 in a month or so who has consistently missed time. He's got the similar attributes as he's got as yeah. Yellick and a Benatendi. Absolutely. But he's, he's, he's probably going to lack an RBI, too, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, he's going to be supposedly he's leading off. I mean, I don't, right. maybe they flip him from time to time. But I mean, all these guys are pretty much batting leadoff for second. And even Buxton, who goes in the fourth, and I think once. Over the next month, he'll start consistently going in the third. Because there are going to be people that will reach for him. All right. So I, so I think those are really interesting. And we kind of compared them a little bit earlier on, Matt. The Yelichs, the Benintendis, the Canes. And uh, I think you're right when it comes to Kane that the injuries are a question mark. But back in Milwaukee, it's a nice hitter's park. He's going to run a little bit more. If, if, if he can stay healthy. There's a, there's a lot there. It's a good spot for him in like the fifth round where he's going. No, it actually is a really good spot. I mean, based on you know his price point, that is a, a good price to pay. Like, Say you're paying a third round for Benatendi. Say you could get Carlos yeah. Carrasco in the third round where right. he's going. And you get a Lorenzo Kane in the fifth round. Or even around later, if Buxton was still on the board, you can get Buxton. I, mean, I don't think that's going to happen. So sure. I'll, I'll take that off the table now. But he, say, say a Starling Marte in the fourth round. Uh, we, I think we have to uh, consider him as well. Okay. He's a guy that's getting overlooked a lot. Uh, another player that has the similar skill set yes. based upon last year. Yep. And if we believe the, the eye surgery, whatever, is going to... Tommy! Tommy Fan! Tommy! <laughs> you know, he's going in that range, too. He's going ahead of Lorenzo Cain. So there is... I haven't pulled the trigger on Tommy Fam yet. 
Uh, he is. Well, let, me, a, let, me, let me go to Corey here about this then, because Tommy Pham, is he one of these guys, like the ones we're mentioning, that you won't go back to because you haven't seen it yet? I don't know much about Tommy Pham, to be honest with you. Okay. He's the outfielder for the St. Louis Cardinals. That's right. I'm 29 years old. <laughs> Take a quick look at his numbers. Right sure, quick. please. Go right ahead. And then I can give you my breakdown on Mr. Pham. Last year was the only time he really got a significant amount of plate appearances. He hit 23 home runs. He hit over 306 also, right? Mm-hmm. So that's a good thing. That's a good start right there. Just like most young players, strikes out way too much. What round is he going in? Uh, in this draft, he was the sixth pick in the fourth round. So that makes him like an OF what? An OF3? Probably two. Oh, I don't think he's an OF2. Yeah. I'm not look, buying it's, him as an OF2. If you believe he's another, if he has oh, another wait, 20, he 20 stole 25 bases last year? Yes, he did. Well, he's OF2 then. <laughs> yeah. Will he be your OF2? I can deal with that. So now you're in. I mean, I mean, when I see that batting average, when I see that stolen base number, I'm down with but, Tommy Pham. But still, it was just after, your, like, as you said, his first real year of plate appearance. And that's 29 years and old. And he's 29. It's like he's not like he's 23. Yeah, but still, 29 is not like he's washed. You feel what I mean? Sure. He's got plenty left in the tank. And supposedly, you know, this eye surgery, whatever. Lacey, oh, no, I get it, man. I, you know I'm a Tommy Pham guy. Jake, you a Tommy Pham guy? I'm a Tommy fan realist in the fact that I think he's there's, there's a legitimate reason to be like say you know what it was the LASIK that's what fixed everything there's also a legitimate concern in the fact that he was 29 and you know the Daniel Murphys of the world don't happen that very often there's a reason we're talking about that the fact that he all of a sudden had the switch flip on at 29 I have him at 41 for outfielders I have him behind Chris Davis Will Myers D Gordon and up from there when you talk about players in general, but for 40 for hitters or 41 for hitters, the biggest thing is he's not going to get RBIs. He's going to get 65, 70 RBIs. So you're talking about 80, 20, 20, and a decent average and a lack in RBI. And that's really what pushes him down. It's not the fact that I don't like him. It's just a lot of the guys in front of him have a better com- com- combination of runs plus RBI. But as you said, those runs scored, though, are big, and that's category that almost gets overlooked a little bit, no? I only have a bit 84 for this year. Okay, so you think it goes down. Okay. All right, that makes sense. All right, let me continue on. As I look for some of these sophomores that could help you, I get to my guy, Whit Merrifield. Tommy Pham is my guy. Whit Merrifield's my guy, too. Corey, you talk, you talk about how Tommy Pham stole 25 bases last year. Whit, Mary, Whit Merrifield stole over 30. Kansas City is going to be bad, so Merrifield's going to get every chance to do his thing again, and I assume that means run. Merrifield is Jake's 49th-ranked player this year. Could you see yourself buying in on Whit Merrifield? I don't really know what his skills are at the plate as of right now. So, right last year, let's see how much games, how many he played uh, at-bats. You know, 587 at-bats. He batted 288, so that's pretty good right there. Uh, he, had, dude, well, he hit 20 home runs, too, 19 home runs. That's a good piece of power on him. Obviously, the stolen bases are what you're getting, getting him for, right? I would worry about that batting average going back, going down this year. But I don't think it drops low enough to where he doesn't have that value. I don't know if he's a 288 guy. Maybe he's a 268 guy. Okay, so the batting average goes down, says Corey. Uh, speed is real. What do you say, Matt Modica, about Whit Merrifield? Here's the best thing uh, for Whit Merrifield this year is that the Kansas City Royals are in total rebu- uh, rebuild mode. Don't get the Alcides Escobar signing. But say they even gave second base to uh, Rival Mountain Jr., he can put, they can put him in the outfield. I think he's going to get the at-bats on this team. So just by playing, uh, I think he can hit 10 home runs and possibly steal another 30 bases just because I don't see them not letting him run. Am I apt to take him where he goes? No. Uh, that I am not. 
Uh, I'll have some other guys. I'm trying to see. He went here with the third pick in the sixth round. Uh, I'm not going to do that as uh, currently constructed. But I think the biggest beneficiary for him is the team he's on. They will find, if they have to put him in the outfield, they'll put him in the outfield. So the at-bat should be there for him regardless. And if that's the case, if he gets the 600 plate appearances or whatever at-bats, he's probably going to steal 30 bases, hit 10 home runs. All right, so there you go. Whit Merrifield. Uh, Matt's not exactly, you know, I'm at the price, but he's a fine player. That's kind of how I feel, Jake, a lot of people are. They like Whit Merrifield. Good player. But they can't see themselves pulling the trigger on him. Can you? No, because this is what you have to understand this year, though. You, I can if you need stolen bases. If you don't get D. Gordon, don't get Billy Hamilton. But the fact this is, and I wrote this up in the labor recap for Roto Experts, is you're paying through the nose for steals this year. It, it just understand that's what you have to do. People have vaulted guys up around two rounds. For the, the fact of where you saw some like Jose Peraza with the question marks that he has in the labor draft, I think he went like the 11th round or something like that. And Jonathan Villar, he's not even guaranteed a starting job in the 13th, 12th round. Like You have to understand, yes, there's potential here with all these guys, but people are paying through the nose to get steals because there's such a decline in steals in general. So my counter-argument to that is just understand that not everybody's going to even top 100 stolen bases in your league these days. It's just not common anymore. So Whit Merrifield is going to go at a high price. I don't like taking him there just just like Matt doesn't, but if I need steals, if I didn't get some early in the draft, if I went for a lot of power, I could understand it where he's going because I was on him. I was on him too early. I was on him two years ago before it happened, and then I missed out on him last year. So somebody who's getting 30 stolen bases is hard to find right now, and at the second base eligible position, that definitely gives him a little bit of an extra boost. So the price I understand. I don't want to pay it, but you might have to pay. It. Uh, real quick, as Jake mentioned a couple names, but well, last thing on Whit Merrifield, yep. he did help me win my uh, high stakes AL only league last year. So shout out, to shout, him. Out to <laughs> shout out to Whit, shout that out to Whit. That was a, that was a nice check. Uh, but he mentioned two other names: a Jose Peraza and a mm-hmm. Jonathan VR. Yep, I'd rather gamble on VR. Okay, uh, maybe VR same range, or maybe VR goes even a little later. Give me Jonathan VR over and that wit, over wit or over Peraza? No, over Peraza. Okay, they're much yes. th- those so two guys I. are going later. Just making sure. Okay, but, but and that was but that was my point too is the fact that Peraza went in front of VR and both of them went inside the top twelve rounds and like I said I think Peraza was like tenth or eleventh round. I agree, Matt. I'm taking the gamble on the two. I'm taking the gamble on VR, and I'm so happy I got Malik Smith at the end of that draft. Now, yeah, that point. looks really so good. That, now, Jake. So that's <laughs> the name when you talk about speed. You have to mention Malik Smith next because he's he's about to become everybody's favorite player. And now Cameron Mabrin. and Cameron Mabrin. Too. Both the both these outfielders uh, in Florida are going to become major major fantasy resources. You grab them at the end of the draft. I grab them at the end of I think the Roto Experts mock. I hope Frank and I grab them uh, in the BFFs leagues because uh, Malik Smith is a guy that certainly has the ability to steal over 30 bases. He's not costing you anything. And we were talking in the BFFs yesterday, Matt, that Malik Smith's going to wind up in the range that Delano DeShields is going in. Oh, yeah. He will definitely, like Jake said, you, you are going to have to pay for steals. And the fact that now there is a clear path to the at-bats for Malik Smith, there's nothing standing in his way anymore. If you saw, uh, somebody tweeted it out. It was pretty funny. If you saw in the MLB depth charts uh, on MLB.com, yep. in the outfield, they had Malik Smith in the left and right field. So, you know, that's that, a lot for him to cover. That's what it tells exactly, you about Malik. Yeah. But, you know, he, if, uh, it, it's another guy. If given 600, you know, He's probably going to steal at least 30, possibly 40. Might not come in a great batting average like uh, like Cameron Mabern as well. Sure. But you, you're, you're paying. Look, people, I mean, uh, what's his name? Billy Hamilton say he's a fifth rounder. Right. 
he's batting average is not good, but he steals 60 bases. So that's why you pay a, a fifth-round price for that as opposed to a, an 11th-round price for 35 40 Jake, what would you pay for Alex Smith? Mm, I could tell you I moved him up yesterday, and I already got the jokes on Twitter for it, but I moved the, he, my new projections moved him up to outfielder 69. Outfielder 69, so overall that makes him what? Uh, I'll tell you where he is at overall. Did Gronk retweet that? <laughs> that's, that's what I was joking about. Uh, I'm trying to find them right now for you. Command F. Uh, oh, no, because uh, <laughs> it didn't look like it doesn't look like the spreadsheet updated. So let me let, I'll tell you overall. Hold on. Corey's gonna do that thing where he tries to sneak out. <laughs> <laughs> what? what? Over, uh, overall, overall, including pitchers, he's 263. So you could do the quick math there. Could could we, 263. Could we? Uh, kind of like after the 15. Well, 10's 150 right there. And the five and fifteen and seventy-five—that's two seventy-five. That's two twenty-five. So yes. So in the, in a twelve-team in a twelve-team draft, he's literally going the twenty-first round. Okay. So fifteen-teamer, you know, going fifteen. So that's eighteen, seventeen. So that's so that's wild to me. I mean, he, even still, he's not costing you anything. I'm really interested to see uh, I, I when it goes live. I think he'll go up. I, I, I think agree. There's going to be people, the same people that are taking the line of the shields, like like you said, are going to take Malik Smith. Yeah. I, I want to think and Malik I think Smith. Malik Smith has more guaranteed playing time. I agree with you. He's, I mean, not, not he's not going anywhere. Isn't going to They're go not pulling him. Malik Smith. He's playing every yeah. day. He's about at the top of the order, too. It's great. I love it. Can I ask Jake his opinion on Joey Gallo? Yeah, Jake. Because I just feel so damn compelled lately to draft sure. this guy. Sure, do it. I can't stop you it. love Joey Gallo. Jake, what do you think? I just can't you, stop you it. Love I, I had him drafted him, but I've been drafted. I have him in front of Matt Olson. I have him 79th overall for hitters, 14th out, 14th first baseman. And I'll tell you my projection for 82, 38, 87, and the 215 average, though. Yeah, I'm hoping that average can tick somewhat upwards. I took him uh, yes, last night with the eighth pick in the seventh round. Mm, so 79th for hitters, and then he included pitchers in there. So uh, maybe a round and a half early. But, it's, you know, it's, I'm not going to complain about that. His at, at ADP, that I maybe moved him up a few spots. It wasn't uh, it wasn't drastic, but he was, you know, to me, and the first baseman, he was the guy. Of course, if I'm going to take the bat, look, if I got a Matt Olson, and say he hits 230 and hits 40 homers, if uh, if Joey Gallo gets the at-bats once again, we're talking about it, if, if it's there for him, he's probably going to hit 50 or, sure. or maybe more. Sure. Don't forget, Joey Gallo's going to get you five steals, too. <laughs> Joey Gallo is a lot better athlete than people give him credit for. Yeah. I was being serious. He's going to get you like five or six steals. Uh, hopefully the uh, workout with Bryce Hopper this offseason p- pays off. I wanted to ask about another guy, Corey, that maybe that maybe you saw um, last year during the playoffs and, and, and during the World Series. Uh, suspended for the first couple of games this year is Yulieski Guerriel. Yuli Guerriel for the Astros, batted two ninety nine last year. 18 home runs. They're trying to work him all over the all over the field. Um, only strike out 11 percent of the time. So doesn't really strike out. Uh, are you interested in Yuli Gurriel at all? Yeah, a little bit later on in the draft because he play all over the field, right? Mm-hmm. So you could do a lot of different things. You can mix and match and piece him in different places. So you get him at the right draft slot. He's not going to hurt you. He's an asset. I think he's a great corner asset later on. I, I you know that he was Underrated. once upon a time like the best hitter in Cuba. Yeah, absolutely. So you so you think he's a good corner asset? And Jake, you're saying under your breath here he's underrated. Yeah, here you go. Here, you, this is for you. Draft Guriel. Draft. <laughs> oh, Guriel. So you mean, oh, we got a little BFF wow. chanting like the BFFs. I think Jake yeah, is trying to get back with the BFFs. So you're in on Guriel, Jakey. 
Yeah, I have him for 70, 17, 75 with a good average. I, I don't think people realize how good Gurriel is and the fact that it just took him a little time to adjust to the major leagues. Well, I think so I think the obvious question is, is he going to play every day? Yes. They'll, they'll find somewhere to play him. Yeah, they'll yeah find I think he's going to get him. enough playing time. He's... The best part about it is people don't even realize he's got first, third base eligibility in most leagues. Right, and I believe it was today that they came out. They came up and said, listen, we want to get him work everywhere from third see, base that, to third I, base I don't. I, I, like I don't want to see him playing like second base. That's, that's right. crazy talk. Maybe if you need to play him at third in a pinch. But otherwise, let him play first base. Let him DH. He's not, he's not like a, a young kid. He's like 33, 34 sure. years old. Yeah. So I, I don't think that helps him. Yeah, Gary Hill, Pencil to be the first everyday first baseman. He really could bat like fifth in this Astros lineup, which is pretty damn good, of course. Uh, behind Springer and Bregman and Altuve and Correa. You got Gary Hill right there, potentially fifth. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, I don't see what's not for it. Don't forget, he is suspended, though, for the first three games of the season. Yeah. Why? Yeah, but I'm taking him in front of Bell and Carpenter and a lot of, lot of other first baseman. You are? Oh, you're taking him ahead of, ahead of those guys. Interesting. What do you do to get yeah, three games suspension? Like I said, I have him. I'm 18th at first base. That's in front of Bell, Carpenter, Hanley. Well, now Hanley's dropping even further now. Boer, Morales, Thames. So Hanley's dropping for you even though even though Alex Cora's like he's my starting first baseman batting third in front yeah. of J.D. Martinez. Yeah. No. I don't Alex see them. Alex Cora's full of you-know-what. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, they all, I mean, you think the Red Sox are going to let him vest on $22 million? I know what you said. I, I don't care how much money they he, have. He, he made fun of, fun of you, Darvish, is why he suspended. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, hey, I remember that. Hey, yeah, Greg, the chat wants to know, did a tear well up in your eye after I started the chant? No, my heart warmed, though. <laughs> okay. My heart warmed. You mentioned he's ahead of Josh Bell, another sophomore here in 2018. I know Matt really likes Josh Bell, if I remember correctly. No, I mean, I, I like him. I don't really like him. Uh, I, I think he where he goes... He's actually moved up, though. It's been a little too rich for me. I'll take a gamble on a Matt Carpenter hitting over 30 home runs if that shoulder is healthy. I still think he has the uh, has the profile to do that with the amount of fly balls he hits if this continues in the, at the hard hit percentage. Uh, so, I mean, look, I, I saw, what was it? Was it in that labor mix, Jake, where Matt Carpenter went in the sixth round? That was crazy. So but he went way early. If Matt Carpenter is going like in the 11th, 12th round, yeah, I'm down with that. I'm not a big Josh Bell fan. I, I, I think he's Yonder Alonso. That's really what I think. Yeah, I mean, I late. if you want to go late, Alonso, uh, Yonder Alonso. I'm, well, I'm Yonder not really Alonso. A, a fan of neither. Right, but, but people are projecting Josh Bell for a lot more than that. And yeah. I, don't think he, I don't think he's ever going to be. I think Josh Bell is one of the more overrated players. He's quality for what he is. Like For what he is, he's quality. Just people are way over-projecting his ability. But the one thing for Alonso I think gives him a boost this season is actually going to Cleveland and being a left-hander at progressive field. That plays well for him. Yeah, I, I, I think so. I think so too. I think that's one of the reasons I, li- I like Yonder, uh, whose power has always been there. Of course, slowed down that second half of the year last year, but he was traded and some personal stuff involved. I, I wonder if he sent uh, sent the check to Eno Saris for helping him out with all that launch angle stuff. Probably he not. really did. He really did. Help I know him. he did. He, he, him he, he, he said it out loud that he did. So. That, 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 that he helped him out a lot. So that was cool. That was cool. But yeah, I think his landing spot was. Uh, it worked out. Worked well. out. Worked out well for him. Yeah. Um, just one more hitter I want to mention. Uh, when we talk, talking about sophomores, we'll get the pitchers potentially tomorrow on this show. Corey, get excited. Uh, that will be it's Boom Boom Mancini. Trey. Trey Mancini. Are you Jake? One of those guys that are in on Trey Mancini. I am. 
I don't think he gets enough respect. Really. Top 30 outfielder. You got, look, I mean, I'll give you the numbers for him, too. 65, 24, 79 with 286 average. He's a quality hitter, and he's going to continue to produce that ballpark. And that division does nothing but favors for hitters out there. Yeah, no, I mean, he has first base outfield eligibility and stuff, and I don't think he's going to be like a 300 hitter. I think the average pulls back, but I think he, all the other stuff is is there for him. Yeah, I I, I think so. I think so too. Um, I, I listen. I think people really like Trey Mancini. He's going to play on the other side. Okay, great. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty great, though. I have to say, that was pretty great. Kobe Rasmus on one side for the Orioles right now. Trey Mancini on the others. Get an opportunity to play, do his thing, uh, and, and I like him too. Uh, I like him too, guys. Um, we're going to wrap up now. Austin Hayes is a guy to look at in uh, Baltimore. Who should be the starting right? What's his name again? Austin Hayes. Austin Hayes, not yeah. not Kobe Rasmus? No. Right. Yeah, keep an eye on Hayes. All right, there you go. We're done. Corey was done about an hour ago. But for Corey Parson, Jake Seeley, and Matt Modica. I'm Greg Sussman. See you tomorrow.